Shut up and sit down. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the E and T podcast. I'm E. I'm T. And we have a third letter have today. a third letter today we have a third letter today um really exciting for for t and i to be able to have our good friend matt deluca here as an interview and an insight into his life what do you say t yeah it's pretty exciting getting back together with like the group that we had when we were back in college and yeah. we got it back all together Ooh, the college days well thank you guys for having me i really appreciate it i, yeah. feel, I feel kind of famous i'm really excited yeah, about I know. this me, when we started this podcast we kind of felt famous too here we are <laughs> but I, I suppose let's just get right into this album that you just came out with oh um, yeah for those who don't know matt deluca which might be many of you um probably most <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably most um matt uh has been working really hard the last Jeez, pretty much his whole life, but really like the last few years, it, it coming out, cranking out some new music, um, and so he had an album that just came out, um, Dichotomy. Dichotomy, yeah. Yeah, um, I've downloaded it. If you haven't, obviously Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes. Music, features like on Amazon Music. I don't know who uses that, but it's yeah. there. Um, I got music videos on YouTube. The, you know the whole shebang, the whole the whole gauntlet, the rundown. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, losing time, great track. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I know. I appreciate Actually, so what's really funny about that song is I wrote that in my car. Yeah. I was wow. coming back from working. I, yeah. I'm a personal trainer for my job, for those who don't know. Um, that actually makes money. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because music doesn't yet. Not, not yet, not yet. Uh, so I was coming back from my job, and I'm pretty extroverted when I'm there. And, you know... When when you feel sad, you do your best to like hide it. Yeah. And I was just feeling sad that whole day. And then so in the car ride back, I was just like thinking about like just just like how everything is just fading away. You know, I'm a 26 year old single guy, and that doesn't sound bad, but like sometimes when you're in it, it feels bad. Yeah. And you're like, where? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. Why do exactly. I live here? And I was in long relationships early in life, so I was like, did I do everything backwards? Did I? I just lost everything, and then, so I wrote the beat in the car in my head, yeah. and kind of the, the beginning melody, and then I was on a run, yeah. and then I literally just sang on my run, I don't, I don't run with music, yeah. so I was like, I'm losing time, and I was like, <gasps> that's it, it. Yeah, I ran back home, <laughs> it's oh like I gotta run gosh. back home, light back bulb home, pop it. in the head, yeah, yeah. We all have those, like mine, I have, like shower thoughts. I feel like a lot of it's popular to have a lot of shower thoughts, but I'm in the shower. Those are my best ideas ever. Oh, absolutely. Mid wash of the hair. My Just Sunday like, runs, yeah. I come up with like the craziest crap. Yeah. And it usually kind of works. The craziest <laughs> yeah. places for people where you come up with the most genius ideas. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Well, cool. Um, yeah. So again, Dichotomy out now. Um, we'll make sure to put it Go in the description. It yeah. We'll make sure to put it in the description. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. it. Absolutely. It's all um, about the highs and lows of life. So hopefully a lot of people relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so cool. Yeah. Matt, Matt's been a good friend uh, of ours for Laura. When did, when did I we met meet? you freshman year? So that was 2012. Yeah, fall of 2012, right? So it's been yeah. eight years. Big yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Big yikes. Um, but yeah, Matt, Matt and I originally met. Um, I know for those who've been listening to the podcast since our or from our first episode, they know T, T and I met uh, seventh grade. But Matt and I have also known each other for quite a while now, too. And um, yeah. we kind of got into music together doing like a, a, a duo thing yeah. um, in college. And, and that's pretty exciting. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but 
But Matt and I met in college um, at the College at Brockport out in uh, Western New York and Rochester. So shout out to our Golden Eagles out there. <laughs> shout out. Go Golden Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler came Hooray. along into the Brockport fam uh, just a couple years I after. I just faded right in just, after my community college. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just blended right in. Yeah, that's um, probably the better way to do it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, um, we wanted to bring Matt on only because um, Matt has a really interesting story about kind of where he got to where he is today um, and has gone through, you know... A journey as we all have in life. Yeah. And so we wanted to get him on, um, especially if there's any people out there who are in the creative arts field who want to try to do that as a profession. Don't do it. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's make this podcast short. Um, it's don't. Just don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Five minutes in and we're done. Um, yeah. So so what we wanted to do um, is give is give Matt the floor here for the first bit just to talk about um, where he's from, anything he kind of wants to talk to about himself to kind of introduce who he is. You know what's funny? I'm usually like the worst at talking about myself. I can talk about anything else but myself. <laughs> yep. But, Sucks but, but yeah, here yeah. goes. Here goes nothing. Um, so I'm from Syracuse, New York originally. Um, as the guy said, uh, we all went to Brockport at one point or another. Um, I went for theater. Um, it started with theater. And then about halfway through, I ended up in the dance program as well. Uh, so I never went for music. Um, I desperately wanted to be a movie star. That was like the one main goal of mine or well what was funny is in high school i would talk to my guidance counselor and they're like oh what do you want to be and i would go i want to be an actor and they go oh so what's your backup plan and i go i'm <laughs> a, a musician and yeah. they're like no what's your backup, plan? backup plan and i was like one or the other is bound to happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is so stupid um but also i mean i had a real passion for it so as long as you have a passion and drive you know it doesn't really matter what you do in this yeah. life as long as you enjoy it really yeah. um at least that's my philosophy on life um so I went for theater and then picked up dance. I was in a show where I played a dancer and I really wanted to get into that role. And so I took classes uh, with the dance program and kind of through that, they were like, hey, do you want to be a part of the program? You have to, usually have to audition to get in, but they kind of took my performance in the, in the play as my audition. And I definitely loved that. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. And then after college, I moved to New York City. Then I moved back to Rochester, and then I moved back to New York City again. And then I was there for about almost three years. And then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia now. Or like Atlanta, Georgia area. The epicenter of the ENT podcast here in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's get, like, where did the roots of wanting to be an actor come from? Because that, that, you don't just wake up at 18, go to college, and be like, mm, acting sounds fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know I know that's not how it happened for you, but I think it's worth going it into. It takes, like, a special interest in yeah. wanting to do it. Cause, oh, like, absolutely. Well, especially as, like, a male, yeah. I'll say, because you, it's not looked highly upon when you're first starting out. Like, yeah. especially when I grew up, like, no one was. No one was saying, especially like, because I grew up as a soccer player, athlete, and you know, none of my buddies were like, you know, what sounds dope? The school play, like that yeah. just wasn't a thing. So yeah, for sure. me to be interested in those things, I really had to go out of my way to desire them, essentially, because I didn't have close friends at the time into them um, when I was younger, anyway. But literally, kind of how my whole life works. I we had the middle school musical or whatever i think i was in fifth grade you had to be in sixth grade to audition at the time and i was in fifth grade and they were doing tom sawyer and Classic. it was like a musical version or something of that nature and i was watching it and i thought it was just so cool yeah. but then this thought came into my head which comes into my head a lot in my life where i looked at it and i went i could do that 
Like, yeah. I could do that. I'd be good at that. Yeah. I do this all the time. Like, I, as a kid, I just would pretend I was in a different, different land all yeah. the time. I was yeah. pretending I was a different person, mainly Spider-Man, but then I'd make up my own stuff. <laughs> like, I would, I would just always be pretending to be somebody else. So I kind of looked at that and I was like, I could totally do that. Yeah. The same thing kind of happened with music. I mean, we kind of were, I mean, were you guys kind of forced into it in middle school too? Or like you had to pick an instrument essentially. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to yeah. Do either chorus or band, right? Chorus or yeah. band, or you can do both. And then That's like, band, yeah. if you go into band, you kind of want to like pick something that you want to like. Yeah, I played the saxophone because too many people played drums. Yeah. Like all the guys played drums, and I was like, and they're like, I we have too many guys playing drums, and I was like, well, dang it! So I picked yeah. the saxophone. Yeah. And so like for me, it was never. I never really questioned it. It was always just something like, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like that seems cool. And like every year, they're like, do you still want to do chorus and band? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like of course I do. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Like I, I just think... it was almost innately in me. I, I I don't I wish there was like a cooler story, but it was often just looking at things and being like I want to do that. I could totally do that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting you say that because I think for us for for T and I that went to high school together, I think for us it was you had to do either chorus or band all the way up until through your freshman year of high school and then you could drop it and do neither if you wanted. I yeah. think that was when it was yeah, for I us did, too. I did was that because or, I, was it ninth I, or tenth grade? Ninth, I maybe? think it was in ninth because I played a little I think I only did a semester like half of uh yeah. school year in ninth grade, then yeah. I just quit because I kept yeah. missing my uh rehearsals. Yeah. So like I'm like, you know what, I'm not gonna try to get an F. You're so, that kid. Yeah. I just kept forgetting. It was not like I was skipping. No, no, I was yeah, like, you know. I was like I was like, oh man, I like I and like I would like look at my schedule, I'm like, uh yeah, I was supposed to play and then I would run run to uh, the little rehearsal room and my teacher would be like, You know, our rehearsal started like forty five minutes ago, like you're late. I'm like well, I was too busy trying to educate myself in in actual like in my science class. Yeah. But I had nightmares about that in college all the time. Oh, yeah. I had nightmares that I had a class that I never knew existed I that saw, I never I had, went to and they failed I had me. I nightmares today about going back in high school and not remembering my combination of my locker. Just and that's like so traumatizing. I don't know why because it happened all the time anyway. But like I think it's interesting you bring up why you chose to kind of stay mm-hmm. um, in that area in acting and and even in music. I think because for me, I um, I always knew I was going to be in band my whole mm-hmm. high school career. Um, yeah. I had family history in, in band. Uh, my great-grandfather uh, yeah. played in like the military, uh, John Philip Sousa uh, military band. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather was a percussionist. And so yeah. I knew, even if I could drop it, I'm not. It's just like a family thing. I was band president for two years, and as lame as that sounds, mm-hmm. I was super proud of it. That, like, hey, that's dope. Yeah, for me, like, that was cool. I don't have the amount of responsibility requirements like yeah. I cannot give myself enough responsibility to do that so I yeah. respect anybody who can yeah so so you know that that was really fun for me but I, I bring that up because I know you have some family ties in the world of acting in the world of yeah uh, of movie making in the world of Hollywood well but the what, best thing is I didn't even really know until that, I was like 18 that was my <laughs> question I was wondering like if what if anything at all did that kind of like family tie with your uncle that I know what did that play into you wanting to be an actor if anything really? it really didn't yeah. funny enough I, I feel like they would love to tell me different. Sure. But yeah, but like yeah. honestly, I, I think I was I think I overshot. I think it was like four, fifteen or sixteen. I knew they were in movies. Yeah. And I, that was just something they did. So yeah. so my uncles uh, John DeLuca and Rob Marshall, um, they do movies. They've done Chicago. They do movie musicals usually. Chicago, Into the Woods. Uh, they did the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean. They did the newest Mary Poppins. Um, they direct, produce, do the choreography for those kind of movies. Sure. And yeah, I always thought they were super cool, of course. Yeah, but yeah. that was just, I grew up in it. So it was just like, yeah, they do that. That's whatever. And I was 15 when someone brought up one of their movies. And I was like, you've seen that? Yeah. And they're like, 
duh. I was like, I don't know. My uncles did it. Like, whatever. And they're like, they freaked out. And that's when the light bulb went off of like, oh my gosh, they're famous. Holy cow. I had no idea. And I had wanted to act way before then. Um, And a lot of people were like, oh, well, do you ask them to like put you in a movie or anything? And I just, no. (laughs) Because I just, I don't want to, that's just not how I want to be as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people to look me up on Wikipedia and be like, oh, he only got where he is because he knew people. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Not anything wrong with it, but I just, I never wanted to, they have so many people pushing themselves onto them constantly yeah. whether it be their yeah. kids themselves just constantly i just, i never wanted to be a part of that and i yeah. wanted them to be family first not my yeah. money making fame scheme and plus yeah. I, I mean it's respectful yeah of course and i thought for you know the both of us he and i've known you for a while and i think there's a certain like pride factor with you of like yeah i could go yeah, i could yeah and they might yeah. be able to help in whatever way right yeah but I want to do it myself because yeah. I want to show people. I want to earn it. Like, yeah, I want to earn it. There's certain. There's I'd rather like, uh, them like ask that. me to audition yeah. rather than me be like, "Can I audition?" Like yeah. then see something I'm in and be like, "Hey, yeah. we actually think you'd be great for this part." I'd rather I'd rather earn it than be given yeah. it. Yeah, that's definitely respectable, for sure. So yeah, I think that yeah, that's really interesting. And and so for for years it was I want to be an actor. Um, plan yeah. B was was musician. Yeah. Well, so. It was kind of like a whatever comes first. Where did professional skateboarder come in in all this? Oh, yeah, that was high school. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. High school, I was like, I'll be a pro skateboarder. Yeah. And then I realized that I was nowhere near. So yeah. I was like, ah. And I got hurt too much. So I was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, professional soccer player was middle school. Yep. So I had my phases. Sure. Everything yeah. was like top-notch level. There yeah. was never like, I'm going to be an accountant. Like yeah. It was like <laughs> something huge at all times. Shout out to all of our accountants out there. Yeah. Shout out Barb's wife. Hey, yeah. they're actually really important. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the T's mom. T's mom is an accountant. Yeah, my so mom. Shout out to she's a, a shout CPA. And for... she will be more successful than I will ever be. All of us, <laughs> probably. Let's be real. I think so. I Until this podcast takes off. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> but... It was always something, it was always kind of like, okay, I'll go to school for acting, because I felt confident in music, if yeah. that makes sense. I felt like, yeah. it, it's kind of a stupid mentality, but I was like, I'm I'm good at this, so, yeah. and I kind of wanted to be a rock star anyway, mm-hmm. so I was like, rock stars don't go to school for music, what the heck? Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll go to school for acting, because I feel like that's not my weaker spot, but I could learn so much more in that, because I had a pretty big music high school like yeah. we learned a lot oh, of theory okay. and yeah. stuff yeah. like uh, i took music minor classes in brockport and i dropped the minor because i got bored yeah I'm like yeah, yeah. i was like i i know this like yeah. i learned this already and not that you can't get refreshers but i would i already knew it so i was yeah. like i don't see the point um so i thought i could learn a lot more within acting and kind of like my whole thing was like oh you know i'll pursue this acting thing i can always do music and like bands and stuff yeah and whatnot and i went into that mentality when i went to new york and New York changes you, man. Like, people would visit me and they're like, you're not chill anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I was kind of a crazy person. Yeah. Like, I was just, like, if people asked me to go for coffee, the thought crossed my mind of, why would I do that? That's a waste of my time. Yeah. Like, literally, like, yeah. what, what do I have to gain from this? Like, yeah. that's what New York did to my brain. Like, wow. always thinking, what do I have to gain from this? And yeah. which is hor- which is not me. Yeah. Very much. Um, but I kind of... Through being in New York, you know, I was auditioning uh, and stuff, and I, I kind of had this like year of self-realization. I realized that I only wanted to be an actor to be famous. Not that I didn't enjoy it, sure, but I was doing it to kind of be an fu to everybody 
back home in a way. Yeah. You know, like Proof like I, you know, I was I was bullied growing up as most of us were and stuff. To some capacity. But but right. like it, yeah. it was it was almost more of a self fulfillment of like I want to show off how good I am. Yeah. And if I'm famous, yeah. everybody will have to see and, and respect me. It was it was kind of a horrible mindset. And I in like my early twenties I realized I was doing that. And so basically if I didn't get a part if I wasn't famous after a certain amount of years, I would get really angry with myself and yeah, it was almost yeah. destroying myself mentally. And so I had to do a lot of reflecting and what I thought to myself was I could do a play and two people would show up to that play and I considered it an other failure. This is a failure. This is a waste of my time. This was yeah. stupid. Yeah. But I could do a cover that three people watched and one person would be like, I liked your cover. And that made my freaking day. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like that. So it almost, it was not to say I didn't like acting. I do really, really enjoy acting. But it was more of a like versus passion. Yeah. I loved the process of being a musician. I yeah. loved the the intricacies of it. I didn't love the process of being an actor. The waking up early in the morning and grinding and going to auditions and going to so many and, and not getting them that, like, that, and feeling like everybody else. Like, I had, my haircut yeah. was like everybody else. You know, you have to match your headshot, and that works for some people. Yeah, it just didn't for me. Sure. It just didn't for me. I I felt like I didn't have control of my life. Yeah, and not to say I don't like it. If it ever comes up again, I would totally 100 percent do it. Yeah, but just the yeah. process of it really got to me. That's fair. I, I'm curious if let's go back to middle school, high school, Matt. Okay. And great. <laughs> let's get into the into the roots because it's something I think about often back in um, like my middle school, high school days mm -hmm. of like thinking about how I was perceived by my classmates and yeah. what I'd be looked because I, when I was in high school, I was a baseball player. Yeah. Everybody knew that. And in mm -hmm. TNI's high school wasn't wasn't a big baseball high school. It's not like no. baseball was the sport, right? We were well, wrestling. We grew up in New York, man. Of yeah, it was. we were we were football, <laughs> wrestling, lacrosse. Pretty that much, was about it. Pretty much that yeah. was about it. And so it's not like T and I played a prestigious baseball sport, but people yeah. still knew me as a baseball player, and they knew I wanted to go play college baseball. So that was yeah. – and my life has, has not gone down that path, and it's been a while since I've been that baseball player. But that's yeah. how I'm sure my high school um, classmates still think of me. Yeah. And so I want to bring it back to you and, and, and thinking of your time in high school and middle school – do you think that um, those classmates back in high school, middle school, would have thought you to be rock star? Oh, that's Matt, and his personality fits the fact that he wants to be a rock star. Or do you think they would be like, "Whoa, Matt blew up in the music scene"? I never would have seen that coming. It was funny. I don't. I don't know if anyone expected me to be famous, but I. I often get people going, "Hey, man, I love that you're still doing it." Yeah. Like they. Yeah. They respect that I'm still. I. They respect that I said I was gonna do it, and I did. You know, like even even people I ran into that didn't really follow me on Instagram or whatever, they'd ask me like, "Oh, where you're at?" And at the time, I was in New York, and I was like, "Oh, I'm in New York. I'm doing acting and, and music." And they're like, "Oh, wait, you actually went and did that?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I was off Broadway a couple of times." Like, "Oh my gosh!" Like yeah. they were yeah. shocked, but like in a cool way, like of like, "Oh my gosh, you always said you would do that, and sure. you actually went for it." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Stop!" You know, like I, yeah. in my head, it was obvious. Um, I mean, I was always the music kid or, you know, acting kid. I was always on Creative stage. Yeah, people knew me as that yeah. guy. I don't I don't know if they were like, he's going to be famous. I mean, there were people in my circle who always told me, yeah. oh, you're going to be famous one day, Matt. You know, who were just very supportive. Um, and it's so sweet, but it always made me kind of anxious. Yeah. Because it made me feel like, again, with the trying to find fulfillment and being famous, I felt like if I didn't, I 
I proved them wrong and yeah. I and I let them yeah. down. Yeah. Because I guess my personality did lend itself to being on stage. I'm very yeah. extroverted. Um, I thrive in front of an audience. So a lot of people often said like, I mean, even we joked in college like, oh, we're just gonna hope Matt's career takes off and then we can all have a mansion. You know, like yeah. it was yeah. obviously it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. But but like I feel like even in in high school it was always kind of a, a joke that I was gonna you know, go be a movie star or whatever, or yeah, at least the people yeah. in my circle. Yeah. Maybe people who didn't like me thought I was stupid, yeah. but they didn't tell it to my face. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I got a question there, Matt. Uh, yeah. When you were in New York city, when you were doing uh, your whole acting business, like I'm not, I, I don't really know much about acting. Yeah. And when you were there, I know like the difference between like theater, uh, musical and like just doing film acting. Mm hmm. What did you do, like out of those three categories, or did you do all? So three? I did all of them. List your accomplishments. <laughs> so okay. uh, it was funny. I had like a mentor in acting one time tell me that everyone in LA is afraid of New Yorkers who have like done real plays in quotes, and then everyone from New York is afraid of people from LA because they've done film, they've yeah. done like bigger movies. The Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So and the funny thing is, I I did both. So yeah. I will, or, or all three. So I think if you're a versatile actor, you can do all three. Some people can't sing, so you know, or or that don't, or don't feel, tough. yeah, or don't feel confident enough in their singing yeah. voice. Sometimes you can get roles that don't require as much singing or whatever. Um, so those people probably won't do Broadway. But I think if you're a versatile actor, you try to figure out how to, especially with like Netflix and everything. You got to yeah. be able to navigate all the different things. Um, so I did all of them. Um, I did a couple plays off Broadway. Um, I did a couple musicals here and there. I really don't. It's so weird because I do music and I act, but I don't like musicals. I love musicals. <laughs> like, like I, they're fun. They're enjoyable to watch. I don't like being in them. I That's don't fair. know why. That's and fair. I danced. Like it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. But I just like them to be separate. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Because I, I love subtlety in acting and musicals. Like as an actor myself, I love adding subtlety. Yeah, and musicals don't really have subtlety to the max that like a film does. Yeah, so I preferred film, generally speaking, because I would have like little face ticks I would do, like I would add things to characters that you couldn't see on stage. Like they weren't big enough to see on stage, but on a film they meant a lot. Yeah. and I was, yeah. and I kind of really enjoyed doing things like that. Or. Or my acting style lended itself to that of mm. doing little subtle things here and there that people go, oh, oh, I just caught his look there. He's feeling this way. Sure. Yeah. Or and sometimes it would come out naturally. Or like, oh, when this happened, he did a little thing with like his his lip or something, yeah. or whatever. And that's something I feel like just being around you for mm -hmm. eight years. Yeah. Is acting isn't so. It's not you just reading off of a script oh no and i go back to <laughs> yeah. so i just recently watched binged all the harry potter movies in a row because yeah. I, I had seen them so staggered that i just wanted to go through them all yeah um you know and so when i'm watching that i'm realizing and i'm watching all these interviews on youtube with with rupert and emma mm -hmm. and daniel um about the things they did to just kind of enhance their characters mm -hmm. scenes that they might have ad-libbed that weren't in a script that they yeah. kept in the yeah. film and how harry the character Harry Potter would be mm. different if it weren't Daniel Radcliffe. If it were yeah. you, we're a little young. Well, everybody's got their own little right? thing. And you know, so, everyone brings something different to a character. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, not to say one would be better or worse, because you never know. Yeah. You don't. Obviously, Daniel Radcliffe was Harry Potter, and he will yeah. always be Harry Potter. Yeah, of course. And the minds yeah. of Harry Potter fans. Yeah. But it's it's 
you really have an opportunity to like take on the role how you see fit within the guidance of the director or within yeah. the, the parameters of kind of what you've been given. And maybe sometimes you can even go outside of those parameters if it works. Well, one of the things that got me jobs as an actor, like I made it sound like when I said I didn't like the audition process that I never got roles. I did. I did get a couple, like a bunch, yeah. you know, like I got a decent amount. Yeah. Um, the ones I did get were when I would talk to the director, it was when I added something they didn't expect. Yeah. It yeah. was when they go, you did this thing with this line. And nobody else did that. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that's good. I don't want to say it's bad. It's interesting. Yeah. It's always yeah. interesting when someone takes a line and when you force it, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's always like your interpretation. So like there's a lot of times when Creativity. I took a character. What was that? Creativity. It, exactly. So when you're trying to, when, when you go into an audition as an actor and try to play it the way you think they want it, yeah. you've already failed. Yeah. You're already done. Yeah. Because yeah. they're looking for, exactly, creativity. Someone who takes something different to the role. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll say, hey, you did it this way. Can you try it this way? And if you can take that feedback and change it up, that's so good. But yeah. if you go in there thinking, okay, I'm playing this character. I know they're going to want me to play it like this. For instance, like one of my one of my characters that I've wanted to play of all time is Tybalt. You guys know who Tybalt is? I don't. I don't. Romeo no. and Juliet. Okay. It's, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. so Romeo Going and Juliet. English class. <laughs> uh, Romeo and Juliet, it's um, Juliet's cousin. Okay. He's the one that kills Romeo's friend, uh, yeah. Benvolio. I believe it's Benvolio. Yeah, it might be Mercutio. So. If someone knows and I said it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. But I've always wanted to play Tybalt because Tybalt's always typically played as like a big dude. He's always a big dude hothead. But I always think, for those who can't see me, I'm on the shorter side and I'm a little bit on the thinner side. Yeah. I would love to play Tybalt as this like freaking just douchebag like spry little guy who's just like Romeo you can't take my cousin man like, yeah. like I think they would just add so much to it like it'd just be funny yeah like or you know if they were going in that direction and sometimes the director is going in that direction and sometimes they're not yeah. and that's okay but I all I can say is if you go into an audition trying to do what they want you're already done especially yeah. like let's be real it's so easy to see when somebody's not being authentic when somebody is, yes, is trying right. to when somebody is not being themselves it's so easy to see and i feel like directors they i mean oh they, they can see they, a bunch of people they they do these auditions all the time and so it's easy yeah. for them to 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 see when somebody is is trying too yeah. hard or or trying to trying to be too perfect and at least yeah, if you yeah. don't get the role if you take the character and spin it into something that you your interpretation of the character yeah and the directors don't choose you because they, yeah. for whatever reason... It wasn't meant for you anyway. At least you know that you've kept your yeah. integrity to the point where I did what I thought was best for that character. I didn't get the role. And it's, mm. I feel like it's much easier to get rejected and to move on to the next thing and if it, you do it that and way. And if I'm yeah. being honest, sometimes I've gotten roles because they like my hair. Like, they're literally <laughs> like, your hair fits what we were looking for. Yeah. It's sometimes as simple as that. Yeah. And, like, when I had longer hair, I got more roles because I was so much more niche. Yeah. Like I had long hair and like it was like, oh, this guy has crazy long curly hair. He can play yeah. this guy. I played yeah. a homeless guy because I looked I had like a stupid beard at the time too, and they were like, yeah. he could be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you kinda look homeless. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's funny. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I got funny. something that like kind of ties into that. How would you mentally prep for like all the all those three categories? Like how would you mentally prep for them? Like I know for like a uh, movie uh, as an actor, like a movie actor, mm. you might have to mentally prep different than a musical actor. Yeah. How, like, just, so, just go in detail. So go for musical, obviously, you have to know the music. Yeah. That's, um, that's, like kind, a, of, that's kind of the difference okay. there. But all the others, I think, go to the same basic thing at the end of the day. Because you're in an audition room that's, you're in a small audition room. Yeah. They'll see you. Unless you're doing, like, a video audition, but let's pretend you're not. Um, 
know the script. So they give you a little bit of the script, just yeah. a little bit. So one of the things is have it with you in your hand, but memorize it. Yeah. So you don't look like a punk douchebag. Yeah. And who's like, I don't need the script. And then you mess up because yeah. then you look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, you have the script in your hand. You just occasionally look down, but you haven't memorized. So you know it right away. So you, you have know, it, but you don't need it. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if it, but if you do kind of get nervous, it's there. Yeah. But you basically know it. And that's yeah. helped me so much. Um, the second thing is, even if you don't know the character's full backstory, make one up. Figure out the ins and outs of this character. Why are they doing this thing? Who is this person to them? Sometimes they give you a script that doesn't even have any yeah. a sort of characters assigned. It's just lines. Yeah. So you, you have to look for that subtext. And who's this person to me? And sometimes you go in there and do it your way. And they're like, okay, that was awesome. So actually this person's your sister. Yeah. So do the lines as if they were your sister. And you're like, oh, that changes things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And then that changes your intentions yeah. with the lines. But you, also, you have to be able to do that on the fly. Yes. That's where talent comes in. Exactly. Practice and practice and, and knowing. Yeah. And, and um, experience maybe. A guy who is on Broadway doing Cats, he might still be on Broadway doing, well, obviously not COVID, so no. Yeah. But he <laughs> was he was doing Broadway on Cat, uh, Cats on Broadway. And he coached me for a little bit. And something he told me, was everything you can possibly make real, yeah. do it. Don't fake anything. Yeah. And that really helped me because, so for instance, um, I went to an audition that next day and I played a character who had to give a promise ring to his girlfriend. Um, he was a very Christian man, um, was giving a promise ring to his girlfriend. I brought a ring. The ring was in the scene. I brought a ring and I said, hey, this is for you. Like I, and I would look at the ring, play with the ring, and like I got this for you and, and all that stuff. And it gave me something tangible to work with. Or... If you have to take your shoes off in a scene, take your shoes off. Yeah. Who gives a crap? Mm -hmm. I was so used to being like, I have to be proper and I will fake take my shoes off. No, just freaking do it. Go for it. Yeah. Like, it's make it real. It. Make yeah. it real. The more real you can make it, the less you have to fake, the yeah. better your performance is going to be. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I feel like there's some similarities with, I remember, um, you know, the first half of my life was in Georgia and I would try, yeah. out, for, I would try out for baseball teams. Mm -hmm. Similar kind of attitude, really. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know it as a kid. I didn't. But like, yeah. as I've gotten older, it's, if you're if you're going in there, go for it. Yeah, don't just be do afraid. It. You know, there's there's subtleties of within a team dynamic. Yeah. Of, okay, maybe you don't want to. You don't want to be too good because you don't want to show everybody up. But like, dive to try and make. Well, also catch. you have a scene partner sometimes. Yeah. You don't want to try to make them look bad. You're not yeah. competing with them. You got to work with them. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Team Absolutely. aspect. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I think um, I have a question. Um, but before we get into that, T. I have to comment on this haircut. Matt, I don't know if you've noticed this I've, haircut. I've noticed. Yeah. So I wanted to, to give T a moment to, to talk about his haircut because it's so fresh. Well, speaking of looking fresh, now that barbershops are starting to reopen and guys, we are starting to look like cavemen. Head on down to Jake's New York headquarters where the professional skills can take on any task. Jake New York headquarters is a locally owned business that shows an old school feel when you sit in the chair, but you can also feel great with a nice fresh fade. You can follow him on you can follow him on Instagram at Jake the Barber six oh seven, where you can also schedule your next haircut appointment, and you can get in and get that flow chopped. That's right. What if I want to keep the flow? Then talk to Jake from State Farm. Okay. Not <laughs> yeah, Avery's gotta love him. I'm I'm keeping this flow. I'm getting the majestic man yeah. bun. But when that utterly fails on me, 
I will go there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, we both rocked a man bun in part, different parts of our life. That'll be an episode. I actually haven't done it. Like, I haven't like done it, done it yet. Oh, you haven't done it, done yeah, it? Yeah, I gotta like get it, get it. I had a platinum blonde man bun. I made my hair platinum blonde, and it was a man you bun. You looked like a Pidgeot. It was great. I did, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I don't. I have no regrets. No regrets. No, I thought it was really cool, honestly. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, so sticking, sticking a little bit with the acting, okay. and we talked about your uncle a little bit. Okay. Give us a story. Oh my gosh, story. I definitely, if you have an <laughs> uncle that has created movies like the Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, uh, Mary Poppins, yeah, you have to have something. Okay, I got a couple. I got a couple. I I feel like they all have their own little special flair on them. I'll try to be quick. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, I usually get to go to the premiere or some sort of screening of the movie, which a lot of Lucky. celebrities get to be at. Yeah. And it was, it's always pretty fun. I always I always enjoy myself. I uh, usually go either to California or New York, one of the two. Um, and it was, uh, it was, they did nine, the movie musical nine. And I was on an escalator next to Josh Dumal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom started hitting me. It's <laughs> just like, Matthew, Matthew. Oh my, look who it is. Look who it is. Like we had watched him on TV and stuff. And I, and I turned to my mom and I go, I know mom, chill. And then I turned to him and he's looking right at me and I go, I'm sorry, man. And he goes, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, really, dude? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, mom, stop embarrassing me in front of all of my friends. Oh, yeah, right? It's, I was like 15. Yeah. And he was like, it's cool, man. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. kind of got a little like, yeah. In the moment, you were like, I'm officially cool. But like, I've never really been like star starstruck except one time. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was uh, at Disney in California. Whoa. And they closed down the park. So we got to just, like, first of all, we got to walk the red carpet, because that's how you got in. And a lot of people thought I was Justin Bieber when I first walked in, which was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although he's a good-looking guy, so I can't hate it too much. Absolutely. Um, but I was younger, so at the time, it was like, Ugh, I'm not Justin Bieber, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you not see my hair? <laughs> but uh, at the time, he had short hair. Yeah. So we had very similar hair, actually. Yeah. He, 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 that's when he chopped the righteous uh, actually, one 2008 of the, flow. One of the performers actually was the one who went, is that Justin Bieber? And everyone was like, what? And, I was and like, you were like, no. I was like, no. Oh, man. But like people were be taking photos of me. They have no idea who I am. And like just because I got shades and a leather jacket on walking down this red carpet, they'd be taking photos of me. I'm they like, assume you're famous. Yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. I wonder where those photos might be. I'm honestly very curious. <laughs> and I'm curious. I wonder if it's like, I hope like I do get famous one day just for the sake of one person going wait hold on yeah and then it, and then it, and then it pops up on like the snapchat stories where it's like uh, uh famous actor magic luca found in photos from pre-famous days yeah right like, <laughs> um but i was in line to get into the theater itself i was an outdoor theater and there was a girl in front of me and she turned around and asked me a question to this day, I don't know what it was because it was Vanessa Hudgens. Whoa. <laughs> I, she deal. turned around Whoa. and asked me a question. And this is 16-year-old Matt. And I was like, ah. Like, I've never been starstruck until that moment. But, like, I don't think she had to be Vanessa Hudgens for her yeah. to do that because yeah. she's just beautiful. I think I would have had that happen that to me anyway. every kid's crush at her age. She was literally, like, from me to Eric right now. Yeah. Whoa. Like, That's two feet. Literally asked me a question and I went, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and then later in the night, I was getting on a ride because the rides were like unlimited because you know it was closed off. Oh and I was getting on, and she was getting off the same like the cart I was getting onto, and I was yeah. like, "I will never wash oh. these pants ever." <laughs> and like I ran into her like walking spell. around, like I was convinced that we were gonna get married. I was like, yeah. 
Oh my gosh, it's destiny. We're gonna get married. I mean, she got divorced recently. Maybe I should have married her. I know. That's how I feel about. I've said this for years. That's how I feel about Shailene Woodley. Gosh, man. Um, yeah, Vanessa Hutchins. Was it? Was it like the High School Musical days of Vanessa Hutchins? It was like right after that. Oh, okay. It was. It was cool. just either just ending or was, was or had ended. Sixteen. I was sixteen, so I was. It was. That was. Was that twenty ten? It was twenty ten. No, no. That's. I think that's high school. High School Musical two. I think. Ooh, maybe. I don't know when they came out. I feel like... Um, or maybe the third one was just about to come out or something. I know oh, that's three? like... Yeah, that's there's three. three. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that I was prime. I mean, the no, first I, was, I was just like, oh my... And like, I named a skateboarder mine, Vanessa, after her. Like, I was... You were dead. Ooh. You were dead set. Oh, man. Oof. Oof. Tyler, Tyler who was that for you? I feel like you're the, like... We already know Vanessa Hutchins, uh, Shailene yeah. Woodley. I feel like there was like you know a starstruck moment or something like similar similar with that with UT. I can totally what? putting them on the spot. I can what though? Well, whatever it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, Shailene Woodley's an uh, an actress. Both of us, both of us are actresses. Yeah, I, but like, I mean, Shailene Woodley's also an activist. I guess you could say it doesn't really matter. But like, somebody, I mean, I, 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 I the one only time when they were big, big time rush. I don't remember their names, but I do remember seeing them. At the Phoenix airport when I was going oh, home. That's your starstruck moment? <laughs> well, that's like, uh, I don't know. Famous, famous people? Gr- famous people, yeah. but I can tell you. They're good looking dudes. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I, saw the, I saw the big hunky guy. I, oh, I is, forgot it, is it James? Yes. James? You know. I saw James. Yo, freaking that James. Was, that was when, like, that, that's my like dude. those fad glasses. I, I don't know. I, like, if you guys could see a picture, but I do remember him. He was just, like, nonchalantly just, like. Walking up like this, like ramp, while I was going down it because I was going down to like my gate, and sure. like he was he was coming. Uh, well, he was leaving the airport. I saw him, and uh, I said to my brother, I think we were only like thirteen years old or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, Nate, that's a guy from Big Time Rush. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm sure because the day before. I was watching an episode of Big Time Rush on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. That was a good show. I'm that not going to not a bad show. No. I liked it because all of them played hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and even though the acting was pretty bad when it came to like them acting as hockey players. What? Sure. No. I'm, I'm kidding. Not, I'm kidding. Not on the show, <laughs> but acting when they try to act like hockey players. Yeah. I don't know. There's a yeah. different persona on like, yeah, the they didn't, they didn't but, give off hockey player vibes. Yeah. But like, I can definitely tell you I was starstruck when I... Got to meet uh, Steve Eisman. Oh, guys. nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to meet obviously. Steve Eisman. Uh, met Eric Foreman. Yeah. Met Eric Foreman? Topher Grace, yeah. No way. <laughs> I have a picture with him. Yeah. Explain explain how that Basically, I my cousin went up to him and was like, can we get a picture with you? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like Just like Eric Foreman-esque. It was just yeah. like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, come on. And yeah, that was kind of it. I Should mean, have he been was, like, he was just wait, there. Uh, could, could we get Donna over here too yeah, for like a group picture? Dude, where's Donna? Yeah, and where's Donna? Man, I don't know, man. Yeah, where's no, Fez? Come on, awesome. man. Kelso. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I have a ton of pictures that I uh, with. Um, I've definitely come across famous people, but I also not a lot. I might it seem like I come across a famous person every day, uh, but I just don't. I don't want to be that person that's like, oh my god. I need no, a I hate taking pictures because I know I wouldn't really enjoy yeah. it all I mean, the time. I, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a drummer, so I, I do have a picture with Luke Holland from Warp Tour. He's, I remember that. that yeah, that was. I, that's cool. that was I don't know if a lot of people on this podcast know who Luke Holland is. But he's he's very good. In my drummer. opinion, in my very opinion, good one of the best drummers in the world. Probably, you know, obviously that's subjective, yeah. but but yeah. I, that's really interesting. I thought you were going to say you don't have a lot of celebrity crushes, because I don't. Oh, no. I don't. Uh, I really don't. I just don't. Honestly, when I was like a, a kid, like Vanessa Hudgens, but the best thing was, like, I always wanted to, like, 
marry them. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, she's so hot. It was like, yeah. I want to wife this person. Well, that's like, how I was, <laughs> Let me say, with Shailene Woodley, and, and to be honest with you, I think I read this somewhere, which doesn't mean which doesn't mean it's true, but I would like to believe it is. But I, I heard, this was some years ago, that Shailene Woodley, like, hiked up these mountains in Colorado. Mm-hmm. To collect like spring water off of the mountains, and that was her water. <laughs> that's so she, amazing. She would hike and go get. That was like her, like her, her. That's how she would get clean water. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. I hope it's true. It might not be. Shailene Woodley, make sure to uh, email us if it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. Shailene Woodley, um, comment below yeah. if this is true or not. <laughs> that would be awesome. But you know that that's I was the same way. Um, and I've had like different ones throughout. Um, I just never saw the point of celebrity crushes. Cause I'm like, there's people. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can respect their attractive. Like, that's fine. I guess I'm just kind of weird in that sense where I was like, I'll never meet them. And then I did. But, the, I <laughs> but, but like, I, in my head, I was like, I'm not going to meet them. They're not going to know who I am. I'm not going to waste my time fawning over somebody. Yeah. Or, or putting all my stock into how attractive they are. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know them. Yeah. For sure. Um, one thing I want to make sure that we touch on, kind of switching gears here a little bit, is how it's it's interesting the this feels like endless amount of platforms that artists whether actors and anything in the creative arts or any field really there's so many ways to be seen quote unquote right like especially now to get found right justin bieber on youtube a lot of people up to this point people are like on tiktok vine Back in, you know, line back in the day. I just picture back, you know, I, I grew up listening to classic rock with, with my dad, and I just try to picture, you know, the Eagles becoming relevant Probably now off of, off of YouTube, <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, this is not a thing. It was a different day back then, but I think, yeah. you know, even for T and I, we um, have talked about doing a podcast for a little while, yeah. and the accessibility of the equipment and the accessibility of the, the learning how to do it of just a quick Google search, right? Honestly, it's accessible. Yeah. I always say every – this goes with music too. Everybody and, their mother, everybody and their mother wants to do a podcast now. Yeah. Everybody and their mother wants to be a musician. Not that it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's just now that it's so accessible, everybody wants to do it, yeah. and that's which, fine. Yeah. Which is great. But, but, but it's also, cool, but it also oversaturates everything. Yeah, I was going to say oversaturates yeah. things. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think – it's kind of like a supply and demand thing. Where yeah, for sure. Every everybody wants to be a musician for whatever reason. It um, seems fun. Yeah, I, I will tell you, it is fun. Yeah, but I also have a passion for it. Yeah. Some people do it to, like I said about the acting thing, try to get famous, and yeah. that's all that matters to them. Um, yeah. and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. If that's what you're into. Um, but it's just so accessible now, which is great. But also, it just amps up the competition. hundred yeah. percent. But I think it also it, I see this being a super. You know, really pressure feel, uh, pressure filled realm where mm-hmm. you feel like it's I have to put my all into music all the time because yeah. that's what needs to be done to be, to become famous. I don't necessarily believe in that only because I know you know for people that are listening to this podcast, they might think of Matt DeLuca now as somebody who spends every minute of every day either um, still doing some acting stuff if it pops up. Yeah, and it seems yeah. fun. I mean, I acted my own music video, so yeah, a hundred percent or writing music. But th- the reality is, you can. You can attack all the things you're interested in life, right? Like, yeah. like you're a personal trainer, and I think you get enjoyment out of doing that. I love that. it, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The interaction with people, and that's a very different world than the music life. Yeah. There's, there's worlds where you can take multiple aspects of things you enjoy and blend them together rather than having to put a, pres- a ton I, of pressure on yourself to just – I have to think music 24-7 uh, to, yeah. to get found. I think you obviously have other interests. I think that's what makes you an interesting person, yeah, which, which gets you noticed. You have other interests outside of it. I will say – being a little bit more laser focused as somebody I get distracted by everything yeah. I wanted to be a stuntman at one point I'm somebody who wants to do a little bit of everything like yeah. I said in the beginning I look at something and go 
I can do that. And I all of a sudden want to do it. I want to yeah. try it. Yeah, I had to slow myself down. Because yeah. what can happen is you spread yourself too thin. Yeah. And money reasons, especially if you're in a creative field and want to do it for a full-time thing like I do, you're spending too much money into too much things. Yeah. Acting costs yeah. headshots and all these different things and time. And yeah. so, Resources. so, so yes, yeah. you can do all the things and I do think there is, you can kind of tap into everything, but at the same time, I think to kind of narrow it down to something you really want is so helpful because then you know what takes priority Yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. What going off of that as somebody that has kind of, um, had challenges in the world of like mental health and anxiety, I think if yeah. I picture that and I'm talking about myself, oh, I thought um, you were talking yeah, about me. <laughs> um, but you can talk about it if you, if you want, um, but I'm talking about myself whenever I think I always tell people I, I'll be rich, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want any part of being famous. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that lifestyle. If I can't go into Publix down the street without having somebody coming up to me every time I go in, mm -hmm. like I don't want that. There's going to be days where, of course, like taking pictures with people is going to be fun and you're going to be really yeah. polite. But it, all it takes is that one day where you're in a bad mood and now all of a sudden the whole planet thinks you're the worst person. I just don't want yeah. like Didn't that. Didn't Jim Carrey say, I want everyone to fam to be famous so they yeah. realize they don't want to be? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I understand from, from having um, some challenges with anxiety, mm -hmm. like it – it's like a tough, it's a really tough world to be in. And I think you need to think about a lot of things before you really decide you want to go down that path. Because I feel like a lot of people, they might get to that level and then they realize, oh man, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's not. Yeah. And I'm not saying that from a from a standpoint of like, I know what it's like to be famous. Yeah. Because no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I've had moments of feeling famous. I mean, this podcast for one. Um, I have moments of feeling that. like I, I am a famous person or feeling at a certain echelon, but obviously I'm not. And I think... I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you now. Back when I was younger, I just wanted to be famous. That's 100%. all I wanted. Oh, yeah. All I wanted. Because that, that seemed like top notch. Yeah. But now, I'd rather be authentically myself. I'd yeah. rather put something out there that people enjoy. If I become famous along the process, I don't think it would... I think it would probably get to me in certain ways. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. But also, I, I enjoy attention. Yeah. I, I deal well, more... I think with, we all do to yeah, some extent. Right? I deal more with depression yeah. than anxiety. Sure. So I think sometimes my brain thinks I want constant affirmation yeah. all the time yeah um obviously there's gonna be haters too when you're in that world at that level you know people just trying to knock you down but i think my brain tricks me into thinking oh if you're famous people are gonna just love you all the time yeah and so that's when i think like oh yeah being famous would be awesome but i think my goal in life now is to just do what i love yeah. and if that ends up being in fame dope yeah. if it doesn't that is also fine yeah you know Absolutely, I think probably I'm, less stress on my part. I have a lot of respect for for people who are famous, it, you know, regardless of the mistakes that they might make in the media yeah. and how. It's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough challenging. You're life. constantly people pleasing, essentially. A hundred percent. Ask Justin Bieber, right? Like, yeah. there, no doubt, Justin Bieber has made mistakes. I think he's owned up to those, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I'm not saying I'm a, a hardcore Justin Bieber fan or not. I'm just no. saying, like, when you look, we've all had to look at his life. We had to watch been, him grow up. We watched. Imagine all the dumb crap you did growing up, and people had to watch that. I would have done dumb stuff too. If yeah, I, if I were in his world, we so, all be in trouble. Every yeah. single one of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In some way, shape, or form. Um, but I kind of want to know what, um, as somebody in the creative arts, you know, getting into music and, and having experience in acting, what what advice do you have for people out there who are currently trying to attempt the same thing you're doing? Um, I'll tell you the advice. One of my my uncle gave me advice: um, find what makes you different. And just go full bore with that. Yeah. Find what makes you different. Like I said, um, be be authentically yourself. Yeah. Don't try to force something to be different. But find something that makes you uniquely you and just steamroll that. Use yeah. that to yeah. your advantage. Maybe you're a gifted dancer and you're a musician. Dance in your music videos. 
Yeah. Maybe you um, just have like a really unique mind. Use that to your advantage. Um, just anything you can use to be authentically yourself. Don't try to fit any sort of mold you think you have to fit. Um, find what makes you you and, and stick to that um, because that's well, that's what people want to see. People can sniff out BS from a mile away. 100%. Like, yeah. like they can. It's just the truth. Um, I've written some BS songs and guess what? People don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just people know when things are real. Yeah. It's, they, it's just innately in us as humans. Yeah. Um, and if you're in the creative world, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. There are going to be days you want to quit. Yeah. There are going to be days when you look at your life and you go, I should have done this because I, this would have made me money. Uh, you're going to have those days. If you truly want it, you'll let it go. Let it be a passing thing. Push through it. Um, and, you'll, uh, and you'll always find a way. Yeah. You'll find a way to make money. You'll find a way to find a job that works for you, like I did, um, that makes you happy. And honestly, money isn't the root of the world. Uh, your career doesn't define you. Yeah. Being who you are in this life is what defines you. So if you want to be in the creative field, it's going to be tough, but keep going because um, if it fulfills you, it's totally worth it. Yeah. And as somebody that works with... Yeah, as somebody that works with college students every day, I think, and having been a college student for six years of my life, mm -hmm. um, I what I tell he failed. That's why he was six. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those damn math classes got the best of me. The statistics courses. Um, no, but I think I, I I talk with students who are about to graduate um, who realize that their entire life. For the most part, for we're talking a traditional college student, um, yeah. right? One that might be graduating around the age of 22, roughly. Yeah. Their entire life has been structured in terms of, I'm going to class, I'm going to high school, I'm going to middle school. Mm -hmm. Like, your, your whole life is structured. Now, all of a sudden, what you've been looking forward to, going out into the world and finding a career and all that, and yeah. all of a sudden, you kind of hit this moment of like, whoa. Like, Crap. Well, yeah. It's like, not as easy as it seems. And this is going to be real. Like, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden, it's here. And what I always tell students who are about to graduate is... um. I'm a believer that humans will find, we as humans will find our way out of situations we don't like, naturally. Yeah. It might yeah. not be tomorrow, yeah. but if we don't like a job we're in or something we're doing, at some point, enough is enough, we're going to get It'll out of it. It'll affect you, 100%. And so what I tell students is to give yourself grace, and I think this is, I'm, I'm saying this because I think it might apply to those yeah. in creative arts, right? Um, give yourself grace in moments where you might not think you're having success or things aren't going your way and realize that um, humans innately will find some way to get where they want to be. Yeah. You might not even know what that is. As long as you're hardworking. Anyway. Yeah. You will, you will, you will find that path and you will get there. Take advantage of opportunities that come your way. Mm -hmm. Um, and work really hard to try to be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Good, um, good people hire. Also, good people. don't be afraid of change. Yeah. Oh, sometimes Lord. your life, sometimes your life doesn't go the way you want it to. Yeah. I would have never thought if you asked me, Hey Matt, you're going to be like, maybe I would believe you. But if you asked me at 18, Hey, first of all, you're going to be doing pop. 18-year-old Matt would be like... <laughs> and you live in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I feel like, I Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. You're doing pop music, and you're going to record and produce it yourself. Yeah. I'd be like, you're you're crazy. That's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. I'm going to go to L.A. and be an actor. That, that was my whole plan. Yeah. I'm going to go to L.A. and be a movie star. Mm -hmm. I would have told you you're crazy. And especially if you told me I wasn't playing rock music. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Yeah. No, I sold out? No way I did, which yeah. I didn't sell out. But 18-year-old Matt would have thought I did. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to change. Sometimes, sometimes things present themselves, and don't be like, "Well, this wasn't in my plan, so I can't." Yeah. I mean, if you don't like it, don't do it. But if sure. it's something that like genuinely interests you, my dad switched his job at forty. Yeah. 
take advantage and, of opportunities. Yeah, he hated yeah. his job. Yeah. And he took an opportunity to go back to school and do something he loved. And yeah. I thought, and I watched that growing up and said, I will do what I love at any cost. Yeah. Um, but when you try to control things in life, when you try to control the way your life goes, it never works. Yeah. I, yeah. If I try to, I again, I would have never told people I'd be in Atlanta, Georgia, ever. Yeah. And, I would, and, I would and, laugh in your face. And as somebody, um, <laughs> if you listen to one of our, our first podcasts, we talk about T and I talk about like what my first impression of Binghamton was. Yeah. Um, when I moved there, and how for for many years my vision was going back to Georgia. So yeah. you never thought you'd be in Atlanta, and I'm yeah. thrilled to be here because I, I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Um, but you were going to be a history teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, like yeah. so, you you definitely were like open to change, and now you have yeah. a job that you. Love. 100%. I'm also somebody that really struggles with change. I feel, I feel like I don't want to speak for everybody that has anxiety, but for, for me, change is tough. And when I first yeah. moved down here, I was stoked to be in Atlanta, but it definitely was not a smooth transition for me uh, more on the emotional and mental side. Well, we're so tough. lucky we both moved here at the same time. Yeah. Literally yeah, like a couple was, weeks apart. I wonder yeah, what would, what, how it would have been if either of us came here like alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That could have been even, it would have provided more challenges. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, me as well, yeah. obviously. And I think, T, I actually have a question for you because I think the advice that we've kind of been talking about, I think is applicable in all, all fields, really. Yeah. Be a good yeah. person, work hard. But you're also trying to get into a field that is not traditional. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's, it's, there's no specific education requirements. There's, no. Like you're trying to go into sport like um, hockey equipment managing or just equipment yeah. managing across a few different sports. Which I feel is kind of similar here, right? Yeah. Where there's no roadmap. There's no yeah. roadmap. It's just the people that are in it yeah, get in it in different ways. Find the right timing. The right timing is the best. But like I was told by all my former bosses, like just keep on working, and I don't know, just like keep low and just keep doing what I'm doing, and keep learning. And, it's like, so hard I to f- believe that when they say that too initially. Yeah. And, like yeah, when you're I, in like, the moment, I don't like, want to believe them. But then you're I'm like, like just, but then you keep going, and then you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Then yeah. like when I interact with like higher ups, like GMs of uh, NHL teams, it's like. They re- and they recognize that I'm working hard, mm-hmm. and like, like what, like what you said, you like that recognition. Yeah. Oh like yeah. When absolutely. people recognize like your hard work, you they recognize that stuff, and like that makes me feel good too. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't but know. you also love it. You would be yeah, doing. I you love, love hockey. Yeah. So you'd be doing it regardless. Yeah. Like what I tell what I tell people, and like when little kids come up to me and like they ask me what I do, or if like even their parents they're like what do you do yeah and like i tell them they're like oh that's a pretty sweet job i'm like i don't really call it a job yeah like do what you love and never work a day in your life right yeah yeah i call, I call it a hobby yeah, yeah. because that pays <laughs> yeah yeah I'm you sure get to sure. interact with your heroes really yeah. like yeah. nhl players or even you know professional yeah, future future players. nhl players yeah like mm. these guys are before the limelight before they get in you it. get them before they're yeah. in the actual which is pretty cool like i I got the deal with like any hockey fans out there. I got the deal with Mika Zibanejad, a f- now star in the NHL. I've heard that name. He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? He is a star for the New York Rangers. Mark Stone, uh, up and coming. He's only a year older than us, and he's doing damage now with the Vegas Golden Knights and yeah. like a bunch of other players. I got to meet like I, like I don't know. You guys would not know him, but mm-hmm. like like I said, I got to meet uh, Steve Eisenman. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the a top, a legend of the game of hockey. Yeah, I got to meet him just because, like, I don't know, just being in that system, being in the locker room, just yeah. getting that opportunity of doing it. I still, one quick story. I got to meet Mark Recchi. You guys probably don't know who that no is. No idea. Nope. <laughs> Hall of Famer, won three cups. Yeah. Uh, 
he was a scout for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this is before he became a coach now. And he, I, I had to take care of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins for a practice. He walked in. I didn't really recognize him at first. I took a double take on him. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, where's the Penguins locker room? I was like, wait, are you Mark Recchi? And he's like, yeah, why? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's right over here. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess that's another starstruck moment sure, yeah. that I had. I'm like, oh, my, oh my gosh, you're Mark Recchi. And he's like, what's your name? What's your name, kid? I was like, I'm Tyler. He's like, Tyler, you seem like a really good guy. So I'm glad that you're with us. I was like, what? Mark yeah. Recchi is yeah. telling me this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, like we're doing something you enjoy. Yeah. And that's giving you happiness in life. And so you're going to continue to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of my, my thing. Like, if yeah. you do something you love, yep. even if you're not, in air quotes, succeeding. Yeah. You're, if you if you enjoy it, the the the, the journey is going to be happy for you. Yeah. And that goes back to my original story. The journey of acting wasn't what I loved. The journey of yeah. music was like what I loved. Yeah. And that's why I decided to go in that yeah. direction essentially. Yeah. And I know you brought up uh, you know when I went into college, we got first went into undergrad. I wanted to be a history teacher. Yeah. I realized going back into a high school was something I did not want to do once yeah. I left high school. But I still found my way into education in a way that I didn't know existed um, when I first got to college. Mm-hmm. So. Anybody out there, you find your way. You work hard. You really want Absolutely. it. You'll get there, and you'll find you'll find a way into what. I think what I might you. have uh, both of you guys beat on it because, like, you guys are kind of like similar. Like when I was in high school, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Can All right, you, can really? You, can you imagine me want, me being a physical therapist? When I asked my mom, I'm like, Mom, I want to be a physical therapist because I was going to physical therapy and just like learning about the human body and yeah. like learning yeah. how it moves, yeah. all that stuff. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. And then my mom told me, and she's like, well, you got to do a lot of science. And at the time, I think I was in 11th grade when I had this uh, bright idea, this dream of mine. Yeah. Uh, I was taking chemistry. It doesn't really count into it. But I think all the sciences I took were at least a C or below. So yeah. Yeah, so, so that dream was crushed instantly. Okay, sure. And then, uh, so then I switched. I wanted to become a chef. Yep. Mm. And I was thinking about going to different culinary schools. Um, and like looking into that and then, I don't know, my mom and dad, they didn't crush it, but they brought up the idea and be like, you know, you're going to be in the restaurant for 16 hour days and whatnot. I was like, ah, nah, you know what? I don't want to be standing around like not doing the same thing and all that stuff. So that kind of changed. So I only did like a few weeks in hotel and restaurant management when I first started in college. And then, uh... And I changed it to business, and then I knew I wanted to be in the sports, be in hockey, switched mm-hmm. to sport management, and then kind of got where you guys want to be. So yeah, yeah, no, exactly. The like, my mom always used to tell me, you, you can never predict your life, and the the more you try to do it, the less it's going to end up that way. Yeah. I just picked up my dog. Um, we have a podcast dog, um, and he just shook. So if you heard his collar, um, but he he is a he is awoken from a nap. Hello. Um, we don't have too much time. We only have about a minute left here. So I All wanted right. to give Matt any last words he had for the podcast, and then we'll wrap things up. All right. Um, well, again, thank you guys for having me. Hopefully I didn't thank you ham- for, yammer thank you on for too much. Thank you. No, 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 no. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, again, my album Dichotomy is out. Uh, I have other music up. I got a YouTube channel, and everything's at Matt DeLuca or Matt DeLuca Music if you want to look that up um, in terms of like social media. Um, listen to these guys' podcasts because I always yeah, love to support my bros. Yeah. Always love to support my bros. And um, 
Eric and I are hopefully we've we've been slacking for a little bit, but we're working on coming out with a, an album of our own. We went by a band in college called Careless Downfall, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we're going to have that music kind of come out in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Matt. You can reach out to uh, us at the uh, ET Podcast, ATL at gmail.com. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you learned something from all of our episodes, regardless of what the topic is. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, ideas for the future. With that said, T, what you got? And uh, just a reminder, this uh, episode was brought to you by Jake New York Headquarters. If you want a nice fade, go down to Jake New York Headquarters in Binghamton, New York, and he will make you look fresh. All right, go get that fade. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>